Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Matthew. This is Eric. And we're on the Audi Atheist Friends. Hi, I'm Aaron Ron. Hi, I'm Andrew Torres of Opening Arguments. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben Davis. Hi, this is David G. McPhee. Hello, I'm Dr. Hector Garcia. Hello, I'm Dr. Jerry Coyne. Hi, I'm Nate Phelps. Hi, I'm Shelley Siegel. Hi, I'm Thomas Smith of Serious Inquiries Only. Hi, I'm Seth Andrews. I'm host of TheThinkingAtheist.com. Hi, I'm Ethan Siegel. Hi, I'm Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast, and I took a left at the valley. And I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Coming at you from Mary Abbotsford, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and imagine if Americans switched from pounds to kilogram. They would be mass confusion. <laughs> Joining me as usual is a team whose leg bones don't believe in God. They are blasphemers. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> she had a 3.14159 meter snake. It was a python. Nancy. <gasps> like that. For somebody that's math impaired, that's a good one. I love it. She doesn't understand why people get attacked by sharks. Can they hear the music? Christina. Exactly. <laughs> do, 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 do. And then they run and shoot themselves in the head because that song needs to die. And her slogan for the next U.S. election is, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> Kirsten. <laughs> That would be a great slogan. Guys, welcome back. We're going to have an interesting show. We are going to take a look into the mind of an American who voted for Donald Trump, but then later came to regret that vote. But first, he's back. Little Dominic is back. Back for vengeance. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> good. We needed, we needed some of that Dominic energy this yes. morning, didn't well, we? Like, we never have enough energy on this show. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Not when I'm here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Dominic. It's good to see you. We haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Good to be back after however long. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. It's been years. Mm-hmm. You were in our thoughts and prayers, so it was pretty much irrelevant. Wait, you were praying? Always. (laughs) So today we're actually doing a bonus show, so this is going to be interesting. Um, We did an interview a little while back. It's not going to be a a typical show. It's going to be just just the interview, um, but I do want to do a a quick introduction for our audience. We had an interview that we promised a while back with Jeremy Montanez. Now, Jeremy Montanez is a guy who... um, basically uh went on cnn and uh he uh he voted for trump when the uh, 2016 election happened and then he basically changed his mind after that and be- when he realized he kind of realized the errors of his ways and he went back on and on there's a clip of him on cnn where he basically comes out and basically says i made a huge mistake this man was is, is a terrible person and he's been kind of infamous ever since and uh, we had some difficulty getting Jeremy uh, at first uh, because of uh, the American Thanksgiving and all that. The schedule didn't quite coincide. But we finally got a hold of him, and we finally interviewed him. And uh, this today we're going to play the interview we did with Jeremy Montanez to help us, maybe us Canadians, maybe understand 
what goes on in the mind of, of one of the American voters and as to why they voted for Donald Trump. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on what you think you're going to hear then? Regret? <laughs> <laughs> um, agony and regret are the two big ones that I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, screams of the damned. <laughs> no, no, disclaimer I'm not, I'm not saying that Jeremy is the typical American voter. I think he is of uh, uh, American Mexican descent. And, you know, he's, uh, it's interesting to, to go to, to follow him through the journey as to what went through his mind and what or, or why he was attracted to vote for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe, you know, in some in some way we could try to understand our American neighbors. Because, you know, for, for a lot of Canadians, it's like, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah, yeah but it's not straightforward, is it? No, it's not as straightforward as you think. You know, it's not as, as, as clean as you think. So it's going to be an interesting interview. Uh, and, of course, God knows... You know, it's easy for us to say here on North of 49th and talk about Donald Trump like he's such a yeah. imbecile. Yeah, the orange Julius of a president that he is. Um, yet again this week, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, you, you just shut yeah. down the American government now. Yeah. Wait, know? is it actually shut down? Right he now? did. He did. He, he did. Well, partially. Apparently, it's a partial shutdown oh. of the American government Genius. because he didn't get the money for the wall God, that he that, said man. that the Mexicans would pay for, and it's. You know, the whole, you know... Uh, the word meltdown is yes, coming to mind. Yes. And 25th Amendment is sort of creeping its way into the national consciousness, but I don't think the Republicans know how to... They know how to get there, but I don't think they want to. Mm, yeah. It's just a mess. It, it is a huge mess. But first, I wanted you guys to listen to parts of a clip where Jeremy Montanez appeared on CNN, and he was discussing with a panel... Uh, why he feels that way. So let's listen to this. Jeremy, what do you regret about your vote? Uh, in my mind, and the way I look at him now, I think he's a monster. I think he's a bigot. I think that he's doing a lot of things to ruin people's lives. Um, I don't think that he has... I think that he's taking this country in the wrong direction, and it's a terrifying time for me. Was there a moment that turned you? It was when I heard about um, what was going on on the southern border. What part? did you object to? Uh, the family separation. Oh, I want to apologize to the nation for my vote for him. It was the wrong thing to do. It was the biggest mistake I ever made. Like I said, he is a racist. Why do you believe he's racist? Why do I believe he's racist? Look what happened in Puerto Rico. He said, oh, they want to just uh, cry and, you know, they needed help. Just because they're not white-skinned, he doesn't want to go down there and help them out. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and we're not going to do our usual segment. I'm just going to, this is, like I said, it's a bonus show. So we're just, uh, for our audience, uh, we're just going to explore the mindset of one of Donald Trump's ex-supporters as to how they thought and maybe it will give us some insight. So I hope you guys enjoy this. We have with us Jeremy Montanez. He's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us at Left of the Valley. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. We've been, look, we've been really looking forward to having you, so I'm glad it all worked out. We can do it right now. He says it's his pleasure. Well, he obviously does not know us at this point. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> he, he may be deluded in thinking we're reasonable human beings like a lot of people are before they He's come on learn. our show, but that's okay. He's going to learn. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, maybe maybe you'd be so kind to give us, give us a quick bio. You, you were a man who uh, supported Donald Trump in 2016. You yes. voted for him. And you're very well known and almost maligned today for a man who actually went on public television at CNN and basically said, you know what, guys, I made a mistake. In a nutshell, that's pretty much what happened to you, right? 
Right. Yeah. So give me some more details. Give me give us the genesis of how all this happened. Well, uh, you know, uh, I, as a Democrat, and when I say that, I mean, as a Democrat at heart, I've always had a more liberal stance. I'm not a conservative Mm -hmm. as far as uh, more more or less issues are concerned. But uh, we had in 2016 the worst uh, lineup of two presidential candidates in the history. And I had the chance to either vote for somebody that I considered a criminal who stole the election away from the candidate who I wanted, which was uh, Bernie Sanders, Mm -hmm. and was the most established uh, candidate in history, which is Hillary Clinton. And uh, I looked at Donald Trump and I kind of watched his interviews. I kind of watched what he had to say. And I thought to myself, well, you know, he might actually bring some kind of positiveness to the country. Now, at the time, Mm -hmm. I knew that he was a bigot. I knew that he was uh, discriminating against my own people, which is the Mexican people. Mm -hmm. I am Mexican. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, you know, this might all be a stunt. You know, he just might want to try to get the votes in. And um, so I did vote for him, and I, I kind of watched how he progressed. And then uh, I started to see what he was doing, um, what he did to Puerto Rico, which means that he didn't help with the hurricane, and, oh. and he considered them to be whiners. And that alone made me think to myself, okay, well, he's a bigot. Had that been Hawaii, had that been Alaska, uh, he would have uh, done more. And then, of course, separation at the border with the the, the, the parents and the children mm-hmm. um, made me truly realize that he is a monster and that he is the bigot that I always thought in the back of my mind that he probably was. But I was just uh, reaching out for some hope that he might be not. And uh, CNN invited me onto their network and um, I gave my opinion. And that's exactly what I said. He's a bigot and he's a monster. Wow. This is this is absolutely fascinating because for months now I've been wanting to try to dwell into the, the mind of the average American person, uh, and especially a, a person like yourself who, you know, you would not think would be a Trump supporter to begin with. Right. Um, right. What, what is it about Hillary Clinton? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton myself either, and I really think that the actual president of this country should be Bernie Sanders. There's no doubt that, like, in my mind at all. But what is it about Hillary Clinton that you dislike to the point of taking a chance on Donald Trump? I disliked her. I You know, she ran in 2008, and I did not support her then. Um, when I realized that John Edwards, who unfortunately became once again another joke of the Democratic Party and made us look bad, um, I did vote for Barack Obama in the primaries when I once realized that he wasn't going to be. And I think it's the fact that she's just an opportunist. Um, she's always been power hungry. Even now, she's saying that she wants to run in 2020. She is not liked. And the simple matter is that I don't like her. I don't think that she deserves to be president. She is not entitled. She has no right to be anything just because her uh, uh, husband is a former president who I think uh, did a great job. And um, I think that she just uh, throws herself upon this, you know, I deserve this. You know, this is what this is what I deserve. And, you know, screw the country. And uh, she saw very well that that's not the way it is in this country. And if she wants in 2020, she's going to give the election back to Trump. If that if she happens to steal the primaries again and it's going to be a ever living cycle, uh, she's just an unlikable person. Yeah, I, I, I've always compared her myself to the three bean salad. Nobody wants to have it at a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after, um, not, not to, I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a, bit, for a bit here, but Hillary Clinton, as dislikable as she is to you and me, was Secretary of State. 
I mean, this is a pretty powerful position, right? Secretary of State, working under Barack Obama, you know, I think that, you know, and I have to amend her for that. And it's not, I think, you know, I, you know, President Obama, for example, if I even want to go back in time, you know, I did not support Barack Obama in 2008. I voted for Ralph Nader. And then in 2012, I was not going to let the presidency get anywhere near Paul Ryan, Mm -hmm. which is why I uh, voted for uh, Barack Obama again. Plus, I agreed with most of his policies. Um, Mitt Romney, I think, is a great guy. I think he's going to be an excellent senator, and I wish him well. But as far as... um, Hillary being Secretary of State, you know, she did a lot of great things, and I applaud her for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what she needed to be. You know, things happen for a reason, and I believe that she was there for a reason, and she did what she needed to do. And this whole, this thing about the Republicans attacking around Benghazi and whatnot, you know, that's hearsay, that's hearsay. We're never going to know, you know, exactly what went on with that, but I think that she was a very good Secretary of State, and I, I, and I would never knock her for that, but for being the leader of my country and for being the opportunist that she is, and, um, you know, President Obama appointed her Secretary of State, so it wasn't because she was trying to be elected, mm-hmm. but I think that she thinks that she's entitled to more things than she's actually worth. Okay, okay. It was, it was, a, it was an extremely difficult choice for a lot of a lot of people being a liberal democrat i'm a i'm a dual citizen so i can vote in, in the us and i really like bernie but i figured okay this is the way things are going to be and i really wanted hillary to win because i thought it would be good to have somebody with her experience be the first woman and i certainly didn't want a um a republican to get in and have to um even think about the uh, you know anti-abortion uh, people getting in and and uh, right. destroying uh, Roe versus Roe versus Wade and that was a that was a big issue for me too. So I thought I'm not a hundred percent for Hillary, but I right. just don't I can't see a Republican, especially Donald Trump, getting in because I thought that gives the evangelicals um, mm. a, 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 a um, you know somebody to to rally behind, and it gives Trump a base. But it was it was an extremely difficult um, decision to make yeah. for on, on both sides. Right. And let me say that, you know, when I watched Donald Trump and I really listened to him and I even went, you know, to his past interviews, um, like way before he was even uh, a candidate. And I looked at him as more of a moderate. I thought that, like I said, I just think that he was trying to gain a base because I thought that maybe in his mind, he was very much hated. So he was trying to, you know, just gain as much as he can. And even though that might've been a negative because it, it came off as racist and bigoted, which he actually is, and which I've been able to discover, um, CNN, you know, when I did my interview, they gave, you know, I'm going back to when, a lot of people have this misconception that I hate the Republican Party or that I have some kind of animosity towards it, and I do not. Um, and when I did that CNN interview, they cut out a lot of the positiveness I had to say about George W. Bush, about the Republican Party in general, about um, certain things that President Trump has done that I think more or less has benefited the country, especially the economy. You know, I give credit where credit's due. Does that make him a good man? No. But it makes 
the argument that certain things in this country are, you know, being able to succeed. But when it comes down to it, I agree with you. You know, the evangelicals think that this guy is some kind of saint and he's not, he's actually a very evil person. And I, and and I saw that more than anything when I witnessed his uh, reaction towards being at the, um, the funeral of uh, my former president, George H.W. Bush, um, you know, he just had that scowl and he refused to participate. And then he saluted the coffin when he had no business doing that because he wasn't in the military. Um, he refused to acknowledge my former president, Jimmy Carter. You know, so once again, he, you know, he thrives on negative energy. And I think it's that's because he wants he wants that publicity, whether it's uh, positive or negative. It's all about him. Mm. So I think that even then, at that funeral, he wanted to make that funeral about him. And in the end, it truly was not. And I think that George W. Bush um, made a good made a good uh, argument to that. That you know, you can't um, go back into you can't basically focus on the negative of the country but you can only hope for the future and i think that's something that president bush and president bush both of them um really would have hoped for and george hw bush did not vote for uh, donald trump he voted for hillary clinton Mm -hmm. and um i found it interesting that donald trump showed up there and like i said i think it's just because he wanted the focus to be on him but uh, as opposed to the funeral of john mccain this funeral was this this death was focused on the president was focused on his family and the people that loved him whether it be democrat or republican and it surely showed a focus on what's important to the nation as far as where this man is concerned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's got no humanity he, he he's not able to relate to anybody or no. anything other than what he can accomplish for himself at that particular moment and how he can keep it going it's just he's right. such an i think you're a hundred percent correct the man is is a monster, and what he's going to do in the next two years, um, God only knows. Because the republic, the Democrats are going to have to have to rebuild. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe maybe our our democracy and and maybe the fact that the, the polarization is beginning worse and worse. Maybe we needed somebody like. Trump, you know, to create an interest in the preservation of democracy so that people, you know, learn more about what their civic responsibilities are and how to regain the kind of government that um, that we had um, when we had civil presidents and we had people who conducted themselves without uh, or or, uh, government people who conducted themselves without overt corruption. A close close call to save the presidency, right? A close, uh, yeah, a close... Yeah. Jeremy, uh, were, were you born in the States or were you born in Mexico? I was born in the States. I'm a proud California boy. Okay, okay. Oh. So do you, do you, I know you can't speak for the average um, Mexican-American or anybody of, of that, but do you, do you feel that maybe that segment of the population, do they have a tendency to vote for a politician or do they vote against a politician? Um, even if they are uh, illegal and they can't vote, they do have a say in their way of thinking where the country should go. And some that I've met are conservative and they believe, like, even if they're illegal, that uh, they shouldn't have so much rights. And then I have another, you know, factor uh, that believe in the democratic process as far as the Democratic Party, believing that they should be able to receive the rights of the American citizen. Now, I have to say, 
And I will say that I am not for legal immigration. And what I mean by that is that if they want to come into this country, I do not believe that they should be taking away uh, health care. I don't believe that they should be taking away education. Um, I'm staunch on that. Um, I do believe that they do have a right to amnesty if they wish, and that if they want to progress their life, they should, and they can. But do not uh, put yourselves in front of of my countrymen uh, we are citizens and i myself have um, gone through the debacle of trying to get health care when it was freely given to an illegal immigrant right in front of me yet i had to wait seven months for it yeah. so i do understand that side of it and i think that they should be able to come here um legally at all possible because no immigrant no or, or anywhere is guaranteed rights to anywhere and um for example, if I was to go to France, England, Portugal, I'm not guaranteed right to go there. If I was to go to Canada, I'm not guaranteed anything. But yet this country and the Democratic Party has made it a mockery of making it seem like the illegal comes first. And that's wrong. It's hurting our party. And they need to put the citizen first while doing their best to help the immigrant. Hmm. Okay. Uh that's, a, that's a, an interesting thought. So, so if I was to ask you about the current uh, situation that's happening right now from the uh, the uh, refugees from Honduras, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I agree with the caravan. I think that because you know the way you know they've traveled here and they've showed their ambition, they show that they need, needed to get out of there. Whether if they had thrown a violent tantrum in the, in the U.S. border. Um, I think that would have been wrong. I have not seen anything like that. Mm -hmm. The Trump administration gassed women and children. That is wrong. That is immoral, just like everything else this president does. So it does not surprise me what has happened. Um, it pains me to think that not only with this caravan, but, I mean, he's put a stop to so much. He tried to help. I mean, not help, excuse me. He's, he tried to put a stop to people seeking uh, asylum from from uh, from the uh, Muslim countries as well, just mm -hmm. because, you know, he's such a bigot that he cannot handle um, people of Islam. And I think that it's wrong. I think that it's immoral. And uh, being a person from California, even though I do not reside there, I would hope that my former, my 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 current governor Jerry Brown and my uh, governor-elect Gavin Newsom can find some form of measure or some kind of maybe compromise with this president and his administration that they can welcome these people. Because I do know the difference between somebody that's just trying to get in here because they just want some kind of uh, lifestyle that's a fairy tale. But I know the other difference between somebody that's trying to get in here like the caravan they're really trying to uh, escape suppression they're trying to escape violence and they just want the best for what's their families and that goes along the lines of what trump was doing with the illegal immigrants with their children separating children from their parents is inhumane period yes no I, well, you and i can't disagree on that so so let's go back to your story so so yep. you, you the election happens you realize, well, first of all, what, what what event made you actually realize, oh, my God, I've made a terrible mistake? Um, honestly, I have not admitted this, but because this is a, you know, I don't know how far this is going to go nationally. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I would have to say election night, because when I voted for Donald Trump, I voted for him out of anger. I voted for him out of hope at the same time but when i realized i always thought clinton was going to win yeah. so when i realized that he was winning my jaw dropped and i thought to my mo my my mindset right then and there what did i do uh -huh. but at the same time my vote did not count because yeah. i voted in california hillary won that therefore 
it's like I didn't vote at all. So after that, I thought to myself, well, you know, we still haven't seen anything. And I, you know, and I have to admit this from 2016 up until maybe the beginning of 2017, I was very much uh, still in support of him. I think that he, you know, I agree in a fair trade, not free trade. I agree with the tariffs. I thought that he was very, um, um, presidential and what he, how he handled North Korea. I was very proud of that. And that's something that, um, you know, nor, uh, not North Korea, CNN tried to cut out was that I try to say that was a very proud moment for me as a citizen of the U S that a one president, one standing president was able to, um, uh, unite these two countries, um, something that had been hostility for years. Mm-hmm. And I was not under the impression that he had radio that Russia was involved until much later. Mm-hmm. But now that I see that, I think that that has a huge factor. I do not believe that he was elected by the American people mm-hmm. because the popular vote, if you go down to it, yes, the electoral college is one thing, but he lost too much in that vote. And I believe that he had, uh, you know, things handling this election before it even happened. Mm-hmm. And I was ignorant to that at the time and now um i will once again apologize to the the nation and my nation you know your nation my nation the whole world you know that that we elected a true piece of scum into this office Mm. and the best thing that the american people can do is what they did they voted in november and we uh, elected a democratic congress so what i'm hoping is that now that congress can put a stop to his inhumane policies and try to take back our country the best as it can without actually impeaching him mm-hmm. because if that happened then we would truly have a uh, a protestant fundamentalist on our hands which i do not want to see yeah yeah i've always said on this show that you know these are like two steps away from becoming a full-fledged theocracy half the time which really scares me as an atheist obviously uh so so if i get you right here you you kind of voted for trump almost out of anger almost out of like, i'll show you guys and you didn't actually expect him to I voted for Trump out of the theory that, you know, the woman that I don't believe should have been president, I don't think deserved a presidency, Mm -hmm. uh, stole the election away from the person that should have been. Yes. So I, you know, I, 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 I did what every rational person could, and that was okay. How am I going to do this? Am I going to not vote at all? Am I going to vote third party? And I thought, no, you know, and then my family, my mother, who is a staunch uh, Trump supporter, convinced me to listen to him. And like I said, when I said, listen, I'm not talking about just his 2016 campaign. I'm talking about going back in time. Mm-hmm. And that's my word. You know, back in time, he was a Democrat. He was for universal health care. He was for taking care of people. At least that's why he made himself come across. So when I listened to that, I'm like, you know what? You know, he might actually have something to offer. Plus, he's not the established politician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there are I think there are a lot of people like you. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I know it's difficult for you to say, you know, I apologize to, to everybody because I voted for him. But I, I think he held, he held out. Yeah, he held out a promise to a lot of different people. I mean, people who were in in the Rust Belt and, and who you know were in in Kentucky and Tennessee and in in coal coal country, West Virginia, where they were just desperate. They weren't getting the health care. They weren't getting the jobs. They people were moving away. And Trump kept saying, "I'm going to bring it back." And even though he had 
a lot of clues that he was a narcissist and he was out for himself. Even yeah, so, yeah, people true. thought, yeah. I can put yeah. up with that because That's he's funny. going to bring me something that the Democrats have never been able to do, which is better health care and good jobs. Right. And it, it and wasn't too long. No, he did say yeah. that if they were going to take away Obamacare, if the Congress voted that again, you know, he would vote for something better yeah. where we would all we would all be covered. And he said that in 2016. He said that, you know, we're, I'm going to make something so great for all of us that, you know, no one's going to have to worry. And that was hope. That was the hope that I was hoping for. And, um, and that, you know, that's something that excited me was because I thought, well, you know, Hillary Clinton never said, like, she wants universal health care. Once again, she was, you know, established with the pharmaceutical companies, yeah. as was Barack Obama. So when I say that, they did those two candidates, uh, Barack Obama as my president and, and Hillary Clinton, never um, went down to where they should have been as far as universal health care is concerned. And that's why we have the ACA, which is good, but not good enough. Yeah, I totally yeah. I'm, like, so, I'm sorry I had to interrupt there. I was uh, on the phone with the prime oh. minister, and I just told Justin that, no, Jeremy Montanez is not responsible for Trump. So you're safe, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry, I missed that. No, I said I was just talking to the prime minister on the other line, and I just told him you were not responsible for Trump. <laughs> so you're good. You're good with well, us. As far yeah, as we're concerned. Totally. Well, tell him, uh, I, 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 even though I think that there are certain things that I disagree with Canada, I highly admire him, and I wish he, that he was uh, part of our government. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never, you know, I never saw anything good in Trump. I just knew from the beginning and from the, the, the way he conducted his business and the way he, uh, um, you know, the, just his whole history, I knew that that he was going to be a disaster. Of course, being a liberal Democrat, there's, you know, that's my that's my that's my bias and I understand it but the night the, the night of the election a girlfriend and I were sitting with our popcorn and our drinks and our treats and we were all ready to really you know uh, have a, a celebration because we thought wow the the the, the first woman president we literally were ready to have the celebration mm-hmm. and when Trump won we looked at each other as though we had been transported to an entirely different planet. Mm. It was we cannot actually believe that this is this is what happened. Yeah. So. Well, what I have to say to that is that that should show Democrats like yourself, like myself. That should show the Democratic Party in the United States mm-hmm. how much this woman was disliked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have no, I have no doubt in my mind that people that voted for him voted against her because they just flat out don't like her. Mm -hmm. And when I was on the David Packman show, he tried to press me and press me and press me. Why did I not vote for her? I said flat out, I didn't like her. Yeah. And I don't like her. And I would not vote for her again. Now, if she was to run against Trump one more time, would I vote for Trump? No. Would I vote for her? Probably not. So meaning I would set out that election. And that hurts me because that feels makes me feel like I can't express myself because they're not smart enough to put the people in there that the population wants. Mm-hmm. Um, they're putting in there their own status quo established candidate, and that's what she was, and that's what she is. I read her book, What Happened. You know, I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. In fact, after I went on CNN and a few other interviews with bashing her, I actually wrote her myself. I sent her uh, a letter, and I said, you know, Mrs. Clinton, I said, I don't hate you. I said, but you do have a way to 
distraught voters. And I said, do I do I regret not voting for you? No. Mm-hmm. So as much as I like when I say that and I say that I regret voting for Trump, what I'm trying to say is that I should have sat out the 2016 election. Yeah. I should have not voted for either of them. Well, I voted for her. And and you have to really we have to remember that she did win the popular vote. She yeah. did have yeah. a, more people yeah. vote yeah. for her. And it was, you know, it was the electoral vote that that um, brought Trump, you know, to power. It goes back to what I always say, though. She won the popular vote, and she won the percentage of people that are Democrats, which is higher than the percentage of Republicans. Mm -hmm. The independents stayed home. Yeah. And that was their mistake. Now, my question is to you, Jeremy, is do you think the Democratic Party learned a lesson from this? Do you think they're going to repeat the same mistakes two years down the road now? I would say to the universe uh that they don't um i think that now we have a greatness on our grasp with the democrats winning the congress and i think that this is their time to shine when it's time for them to live up to their job and i think that by having people like alejandro cortez or, or, or uh, from new york you know the socialist um, that's what they call her anyway, um, being elected. I think that that's showing a huge advantage in the Democratic Party and in what we want as a people uh, to change in this country. And I, 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 I would just hope that after a huge loss like Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump, that they would see the dynamics of what a loss could be to somebody that I think even in their own minds weren't prepared for such a nightmare of a president. And now it's a reality. Mm-hmm. So so let's go back to your story. Uh, you realize you made the mistake. And then there's this moment where you appear on a panel on CNN and yep. out of the blue with incredible guts. You just go and blur it all out and say, no, it was a freaking mistake. It was a huge mistake. Uh, I, I have the clip that I'll be, I'll be playing that. Um, t- tell me what, what, you, what was going through your head when you said that. I had that planned. I already knew certain things that I was going to say on that panel. Um, and the two things that I wanted to make sure that I expressed across the world, not only to my country, but across the world, because I knew this was going to go internationally, and it did, um, was that he's a monster and that he is a bigot. And I wanted those two words to stick. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's the first two things I said when they asked me, well, what do you think of him now? And and, um, because of saying that, I received a lot of hate mail. I received a lot of death threats, um, and because of that, I was I was interviewed worldwide. Univision, even uh, Daily Mail UK, uh, 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 sent out my story. Um, so um, there was a time where I was being uh, very much paid attention to as far as the message that I had to say. But the thing of it is, is like now, you know, I think back to that and. I always had a message, and I think that, you know, for that CNN interview, my message was I wanted to apologize to this country, and I wanted to make sure that the that the people of this country heard what a former Trump supporter could say about him, um, that he is a big and that he is a monster. And after that, I really wanted them to make sure that they go out and vote. And that was more the extent of my message in the end, and they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we may have not gotten the, the Senate but we got the Congress, mm-hmm. but I, it was, it was a gutsy move on my part. And I, I, a lot of people have told me that including my own girlfriend, yeah. that it was very, very 
ballsy, if I can say that, Absolutely. to say what I said. But at the moment, I didn't realize the repercussions of what I was saying. I didn't realize how huge it would be until the next day. I turned on CNN.com and I was a head headline. <laughs> so has this has this changed you in any significant ways, either in the way that you think about politics or the way you want to, you know, live the rest of your life? I realize that's a huge, big concept, but you know, has it changed in any big or small way? for you um no i mean i would say that it would ch- what changed well my view of him changed you know it did help and i believe that i was listened to um i believe that people did watch my interviews they watched my youtube videos they listened to what i had to say and i believe and i would like to believe it i'm not saying this egotistically but i would like to believe that i had some kind of dynamic in the election of the of a democratic congress mm-hmm. um as far as living the rest of my life you know i do not live in fear um his supporters do not scare me i pity them um <clears throat> you know he's brought out the worst part of this country mm-hmm. um like i said my own mother supports him you know and she's married to a staunch mexican um but i think that he has brought out the worst part of this country and the worst part of this party meaning the republican party and i still do not believe that that's the way things are like i think that he opened the door to the a minority of the population of this country that are bigots that are haters that are that hate on other races and made it okay mm-hmm. and um it's up to um, us and the Democratic Congress to stop it. Jer- Jeremy, is there a, a couple of quick questions here? Uh, do you plan yourself to get into the political fray at any point in time? And when you look at the political future of the United States in the next couple of years, maybe the next decade down the road, are you optimistic or pessimistic? First of all, um, would I love to get into politics? Yes. I do not have the education for it as far as being something more than I already am. I mean, if, if the opportunity was offered to me, absolutely, yes. I would love to be like a political consultant or, mm-hmm. you know, what have you. Um, as far as the the future of this country, um, had the Republicans won uh, the election, um, I would have said that this country is over, that we're, got, we're, got, we're done and we have to prepare for the worst. But because the Congress is in the democratic favor i believe that we still have hope i believe that this this president is going to be halted i do believe that robert Mueller is going to um uncover bigger and better things and i believe that in the end he might be removed from office and if that doesn't happen i truly do not believe that he will be uh, re-elected i think that um the nightmare will be over by 2020 i really truly believe that so my 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 views for my country are, are very optimistic i think that we're going to be um, going in in the better direction from here on out. Mm-hmm. So if I was to ask you, you don't have to answer this, but do you have any favorite going in 2020? Yeah, well, um, I like Kamala Harris. Um, I like um, Beto O'Rourke. I like Elizabeth Warren. Um, my favorite on the Democratic side would have to be uh, Joe Biden. Um, I'm a big, uh, huge admirer of uh, Vice President Biden, even before he became vice president. Um, So I think I have a little bit of favoritism there. Um, As far as the Republican side, I think that um, he should be challenged. And I think that um, John Kasich would be a great president for this country because he is a very moderate uh, individual. And I even think that Jeff Flake, who um, I didn't get down to this, but um, you know, he's the one that halted that mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jeff Kavanaugh for being nominated. And, you know, he did his best what he could do. 
And um, I, I, I looked at him for that. And a lot of people criticized me. Well, he didn't do enough. I said, look, he can only do what he can do. You know, there's so there's it's it's beyond one person. And uh, I, I hope that um, the Democratic Congress investigates Kavanaugh more and can possibly impeach him, because the only reason that he's in that particular um, uh, court seat or uh, uh, as a higher court is to protect Donald Trump. And that's not the way this country rolls. Um, you will. Uh, see justice, and Donald Trump will see justice, mm-hmm. and J- Brett Kavanaugh cannot uh, protect him from that. Well, are you tempted because you were saying you'd like to get into politics, but you don't have the uh, the training or the education? Had you right. thought of of joining a group such as the the Indivisible movement, so that you can become you know a, a part of um, the uh, a, 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 a part of of the, um, the well, I don't want to call it a revolution, but a part of really keeping the, um, the 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 politicians' feet to the fire and going ahead and 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 planning out the the goals that you think are important and and notifying the um, the senators and the the, the representatives of, of what what your views are. I do notify um, if any if any of these politicians have seen me, and I'm sure they have. Uh, they can always log into my YouTube, Jeremy Montanez, 2018 at gmail.com, and look at what I have to say about issues. Um, I am not one to be so. I want to get this Congress. I want to give them their job to do, and I don't really want to be in the middle of that. Now, if they do not hold this administration accountable, will I be back? You're damn right. Mm-hmm. But I want to give them their chance to shine, and I want to give them their chance to do their job. And as far as my activism, um, I know that Donald Trump knows who I am. I know that these uh, politicians know who I am. How can they not? And I'm not trying to fight against his supporters. I'm trying to fight against their leader. His supporters are not bad people. And I I really want to make that known is that I know plenty of Trump supporters who are loving, giving, wonderful people. For whatever reason, they support this monster. But that does not make them bad people. But what I would would I like to be more known um, nationally in my country politically? Yes, I would. Yes. Yeah, I get that. Uh, One last thing before I let you go there, uh, Jeremy. Uh, it is said that Bernie Sanders is going to run again in 2020. Will you leave mm-hmm. his way or you want to go somewhere else? Depends. It depends on who he's running against. If I feel like Kamala Harris has a better agenda than he does, then I'll go for it. I do not go for somebody just because of a name, a letter after their name or whomever. Yes, I, I loved Bernie because Bernie was that candidate in, 20, in 2016, mm-hmm. but he might not be that candidate in 2020. You never know. So just because I supported him then does not mean I'll support him now. But I will say that um, unless the Republican Party has a very good agenda going behind them and actually <laughs> supports the countrymen and the working man of my country i will be supporting a democrat whoever that would be jeremy thank you so much for all this man you are one courageous fellow i totally admire you and uh before i let you go jeremy i gotta have you say hi this is jeremy montanez and i took a lift at the valley hi this is jeremy montanez and i took a lift at the valley well there you go guys that was jeremy montanez uh, and his views on what's going on in the United States. Now, whether or not you agree or disagree with his politics is irrelevant here. The whole purpose of this podcast was to basically have a 
more intimate look in what goes on in the mind of people that we don't always necessarily agree with. Uh, I certainly wish uh, Jeremy all the best, and I certainly hope that the people out there that are stupid enough to threaten him don't do such a thing, because that's a horrible thing to do. And um, we'll see in the future what happens to Jeremy. He's got some political leanings, who knows, he might throw himself into politics. Anyway, we'll have to keep an eye on that. So thank you so much for joining us here on the show today, and uh, hope you enjoyed this bonus show, into having a look into the mind of an ex-Trump supporter. Uh, coming up uh, next week, we should have our top 10 compilation, and that will be it for the end of the year. After that, we'll have a nice, big, heavy start for the uh, 2019 season. So anyway, uh, if, in case you haven't heard this on one of our previous shows, like our Christmas shows we did, just did all that, Happy holidays, guys. Have a great season, you know, and uh, don't be an ass out there. Go out there, have some fun, and uh, try to make sure that your life looks better for the next year. But anyway, that's it for me. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Intelligent people can reach the conclusion that all non-believers are evil. What a fucked up statement. Do you realize what you're saying? But according to your book, this is how your God made me. Skeptical of anything that contradicts history, denies evolution, hates science, promotes mystery. I'd rather see the truth than to bask in my own ignorance. Rather be alone than surrounded by damn idiots. As long as there's a breath in my body, you can bet your last dollar. from culture, only true on a regional scale, science is universal, or you can say that Horus isn't real, but Jesus is, or Zeus, Thor, Mithra, Vishnu, you don't believe in them, I think the reason is apparent, you do what you're told, and believe in the God assigned by your parents, I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it, I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith, and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be a